0: Well, did it surprise you, too, when I said that prayer for the blessing of the candles and had to say 40 days have passed since the celebration of the Nativity of our Lord, that it's been 40 days since we gathered to celebrate Christmas, and here we are. You know, how fast time seems to fly, and we kind of get back to our ordinary routine so quickly, and very often, you know, this particular feast day— which is the one when I normally take down my Christmas decorations. So this is like the final conclusion of the Christmas season, in my opinion. But, you know, usually this one sort of like passes under the radar because it kind of falls. It's always on February 2nd, falls, you know, somewhere during the week. And when we've done the blessing of the candles, it's always had to be really quick because we've had to kind of hurry up because it's 7 a.m. mass and people have to get to work and everything like that. So it's nice to have a little bit more time tonight. But that, I think, even kind of points to the fact of the hidden sort of nature of this feast day. In fact, some of the articles I read about this kind of emphasize that fact. In fact, I think the the title of one of the essays I read about it was a a very important biblical event that went virtually unnoticed. And what that priest was trying to say who was explaining that was that we have in this feast of the presentation the fulfillment of what's talked about in the first reading from the prophet Malachi. And what was going on was this is after the Babylonian exile, this is after the temple has been destroyed, that basically the people had so many times turned their back on God, left the covenant, weren't living up to their part of the bargain, and God's presence leaves the temple. The Babylonians come in, they destroy the temple. And of course, it does get rebuilt back up as our Lord is presented in the temple, but apparently, you know, the folks who saw it rebuilt, who knew of its former glory, just like wept when they saw what the new one was because it was nothing compared to the old one. It was sad that, that presence of God had left, and there they were just sort of emptied. But we have this prophecy from the prophet Malachi, that the Lord of hosts will return to his temple. And in this feast day, that's what we celebrate. That God himself comes back to the temple. Now, it's not exactly what people were expecting. It's not as though the Ark of the Covenant, the old one, gets carried in you know, with some sort of grand military procession. There's not a whole lot of announcement and trumpets and all sorts of things. What is it? It's the humble, holy family entering into the temple. And as Monsignor Pope put it, almost nobody noticed. You have Simeon and Anna who have been persevering in their prayer and are awaiting the coming of their Lord. And just think about that. The coming back of God into the midst of his temple. And how is it embraced and encountered? It's Simeon holding this baby in his arms and saying this prayer that everyone who prays the liturgy of the hour says every night, now, Lord, you let your servant go in peace. Your word has been fulfilled. My own eyes have seen the salvation which you have prepared in the sight of every people, a light to the glory of your people, Israel, and the glory to shine forth to all the Gentiles that God has entered back in. He is with his people. But Of course, this is the way our Lord chooses to act He comes in in a humble, unassuming sort of way, that he wants us to be able to come close to him, to approach him, to be with him. He does fulfill his promises. He just does it so often in ways that are so much better than we could have ever expected, in ways that very subtly go under the radar. You know, I'm getting ready. I leave for Fatima tomorrow. I'm very excited about it. But even with that shows the way that God continues to do things in a humble, unexpected sort of way. In the revelations at Fatima, the children saw our blessed mother kind of like holding her hand back from the angel who's wanting to like strike down sinful humanity that's so often just irreverent and doesn't care about the love of God. And he's just saying, penance, penance, penance. But what does God do? He sends his blessed mother and says, pray the rosary every day. What does God want from us? He wants a relationship. And the way that he goes about asking us for that is to be humbly in our presence. And that's the celebration of the presentation. The fact of the matter is, he is in our midst. I saw a t-shirt this past week that I wish I would have seen a long time ago. I think it was pretty good. It said, if I had known I was going to live this long, I would have taken better care of myself. And I was really thinking of that when we had our annual faculty versus the students basketball game. um, Because I'll be honest with you, I'm not as young as I was when I started here. I know I'm not that old, but I'm also not that young. Uh, And it's funny how easy it is, right? To just start to feel it. Well, I would say to use that little phrase, you know, if I knew I was going to live this long, would have taken better care of myself. Eternity is a long time, right? I mean, it goes on forever. Our Lord enters into all of this with us. Know that fact that eternity continues on and he makes it possible now for us to encounter him. He has done the work. He has humbled himself. He stays in our presence and this week... We're going to have adoration perpetually from Monday morning at at 7 a.m., right, Deacon? Yes, 7 a.m., he's going to expose the Blessed Sacrament all the way until Saturday at 8 a.m. Now, don't fall into the same track or trap that I fall into with Planet Fitness. I always say, it's just not convenient for me, you know? They're only open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and it's less than a mile from where I live. I just, I can't make that work, you know? It's so easy to have that happen, right? But God stays in our midst. He humbly is right there with us. The king of glory has entered into his temple. And when you think back on what happened to the Israelites, they turned their back on God and eventually he left the temple. The beautiful thing for us is is that Jesus Christ stays with us, is with us in the tabernacle, and this week will be out on the altar in the monstrance. And where that word comes from is the Latin word monstrare, which means to show. There he is on full display showing that love for us all the time. Don't let this opportunity pass by. Come by and spend time with him. The King of glory has entered in to be with us. He has done the hard work. Make sure that this week that you take the time aside to enter in, to see that glory, to let the light of Christ burn brightly in your hearts, and then go out there and proclaim that glory to all the nations. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever.